Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that's based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. I don't know why you guys all gave me that look when I made that No, noise. I was just like, that's just a normal <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm Taylor. Also with me is Ryan. Thanks, Taylor, for having me tonight. Well, no, wait. Not thanks yet. I'm going to let you know later, because so far this is not great. Okay, cool. <laughs> also with me is Greg. I think it's wonderful. That's classic Taylor. So far, we've already had two instances of classic tea. And also joining me is Mike. I always forget that in your pop filter onboarding interview, when asked who your comic icons are, you just kept saying Jim Brewer's goat. Yeah, man. <laughs> the goat from the 80s. Should we reveal that the bottom half of Taylor is goat? And yeah, he, he plays that flute. You all think the time? one listener's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that, that makes it all makes sense." I feel like we're like a couple years away from nobody remembering that Jim Brewer <laughs> character. I right? don't like, know yeah. where Jim Brewer yeah. is. I, I do not exactly. know who Jim Brewer it is. It has zero staying power. It was a dark time in American history. I and nobody I, will ever talk about it. No. You're the, probably the last person to ever reference It's because it. I've always been a big fan of Greek mythology, so as a kid, I thought they were trying to talk to me and my love of Pan. Oh, he's a oh, satyr. Man. I get yeah. it. And okay, that's why well, when Taylor says he's pansexual, that's what it actually <laughs> means. I fuck goats. Hell yeah. Uh, question. Were we all Greek mythology kids? I was Greek mythology. Hell yeah, dude. Greek oh, mythology. Man. Ryan? No. Oh, you fucking idiot. What were you, Egyptian? I fucking had, Roman? The knockoffs? You I had fucking one idiot. Norse Saturn god lover. that I liked. Okay, Norse. God. That's it. Was it? Which one was it? It was Thor. Fuck Friga. you. Fuck you. The problem is My I mythology ha- is Marvel. I have to say, uh, Norse mythology has gotten a little creepy lately oh, because yeah. of white people. <laughs> so yeah. like, I try to be off that and if you, stay on the Greek mythology. If you get a tattoo though. of a Greek god, it's like, oh, interesting. If you get a tattoo of a Norse god, cross Ooh. the street and run yeah, away. Yeah, right? But if you get a tattoo of that time that Loki and Thor dressed up as women so that they could go and like eat a whole ox and then uh, murder a whole bunch of giants, that one's pretty fun. Is yeah. that from Just Ragnarok? Rock. I'm into giant murder i like how yeah. they're like we got to kill all these giants but also yeah let's eat this entire ox yeah they had to pretend to like go marry a giant king and oh. they were like oh i'm here to marry you but i'm gonna eat like four i'm gonna drink four barrels of beer and eat an entire ox and then the guy was like this wife is like really chowed down and loki's like oh no no no, she's just been she's been fasting for the wedding it's fine loki and thor are the bugs bunny of ancient earth it's great like they legit just keep trying to kill each other it's fun it's a fun time norse mythology is crazy you and guys based on what i know about them they have to be the inventors of stand on my shoulders and put a trench coat on uh-huh. right like oh, they're yeah. the originators well, yeah, of that loki before he goes full evil is like hey Let's just blindfold our one brother and have him shoot arrows at our family. Scamps! When you yeah. said Loki before, I thought you were going to be Loki be all like this, but <laughs> Thor's be all like this. You guys ever notice how Thor's are always carrying hammers, but Loki's prefer knives? Can you guys name any Norse mythology characters that Marvel has not? Like, do you know anybody else? Um, well, do they have Freya in... Yes. Okay, what about... Um, uh, Balder. Scarlet Witch? Yes. Balder, yeah. Balder's king of hell now, right? Wait, they yeah. do have Balder? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, they do? That Shit. was a brave one. I don't think, I've know, I don't think I know enough of the Marvel The Midgard mythology. Serpent? <laughs> yeah, they got that. Game. I don't know about that one. Where they that got, guy's name is nuts. Uh, what was the name of the... Oh, Joraman. What's the name of the wolf? No, I don't uh, think that. Fenrir? Fenrir yeah, is Fenrir. in well, Ragnarok. He, he was in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, he was. That big yeah. doggy Hulk fought. They're yeah. like... Big dog, come here. He's like, yep, here I am. Shit. I'm just something that's around that we've never mentioned before. And I know Hela's in it, but... The Norse Hela is like half rotting, half sexy. They yeah. took some liberties. Or, uh, and just went with all sexy. Yeah, I was into Hela as a kid. <laughs> if you can get Kate Blanchett, then 
you're going, yeah, you're going yeah. all sexy. You, that means that you couldn't get Tilda Swinton. Do you guys? Because she's the hella best actor. Are you guys ever still kind of like fucked up that sh- that hella just like totally broke Mjolnir in that scene? Yeah. Sometimes oh, I wake up and I'm just like, did that really happen? Well, what? <laughs> oh my god! Then. <laughs> yeah, they kind of glossed over that. Like they, that's an epically crazy thing that happened. They don't talk about that enough because no. that was wild. And that then was, he didn't have his hammer for like three movies. That was one of my favorite movie going experiences because all four of us sitting in a row uh, stood up and said, "Actually, <laughs> in, in harmony, like we harmonize." Uh, actually, um, actually. That's my um actually. You took the high part. Yeah. Um, actually. Oh my god, you guys, should we do barbershop? Um, absolutely. <laughs> should we be the barbershop boys? We're gonna be the next insl- installation of the barbershop series by Ice Cube. Now that's it for the bullpen or whatever. We're going to the bullpen now. That's it for <laughs> intro. What are we doing about today? Oh, we're talking. What are we doing about today? We're, we're doing about Arrow today, and then we're gonna talk about other stuff. That's how we do a show. Let's go to the bullpen. Now we're here in the bullpen, the part of the show where we just have a little fun and we uh, we talk about the news of the day. And things that are coming up down the pipeline. And now I understand. Indictments. Hell yeah. <laughs> Indictments us? on bad film or shows. Now, I understand that you three gentlemen have brought, for me, I am a high-priced business executive. Uh-huh. We all Understood. Know. And I have that a lot of hooker, money. Right? Yeah, I have a lot of money that I'm willing to put into the right project. So We can tell by your very nice suit yeah. and the button that you have on your desk that locks the door whenever we're in here. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's the it, you have to have that for an important business office because how else are you going? You want me to get up and lock the door? No, no way. Now you three gentlemen have each brought me an idea for a show, and I'm very excited to hear these. Do I think Ryan, you're going to go first, right? Sure. Okay. Well, can't um, wait to hear this. I I am very excited. You have passed me this note that this is going to be a uh, Silver Surfer show mm-hmm. that is a conspiracy thriller. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to base this on not my favorite movie, but the greatest movie of all time, uh, which also involves surfing. So what we're going to do is we're going to sort of remake Point Break, but not with parachute surfers, with silver surfers. And he is going to try to fight conspiracies, but also is he creating them? I don't know yet. I'm not sure. That sounds like a conspiracy theory of its own. Right. And so and that's what the podcasts about the show are about. Who's conspiracy and who? I'm worried that it seems like the show itself is a conspiracy, mm-hmm. and I want it to exist. Well, all, this this show is funded by the Russian government. Okay. That, half, half Russian government, half George Soros. Yeah, that's the, that's doing, the way you get the balance. We're doing a partnership yeah. here. And I assume and you're getting Q from the QAnon to be yes. a, like head writer we're, somewhere. We he, call him Q. Room. Okay. Yeah. And he's also going to do cameos playing Q Cumios. from Star Trek. Yeah. And Q the Winged Serpent. And Q from 007? And a pool Q. And they will all be Q involved in one big scene. conspiracy mm-hmm. with the reverse vampire. Oh, they, the, 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 every, every episode is kind of law and ordery because that's what people like. Course, so yeah. it has the Ta-da! same formula. And at minute 34, all the main characters always draw out their own bulletin boards covered from red yarn to red yarn, picture <laughs> to picture. And they just start screaming about who's... And oh, they all like, just yell at each other. Sort of like no Blue's Clues at the mm-hmm. end when they combine all the exactly. clues. But like, oh, to, I love this. To give I love you all this. the details, there is a DJ in the background who screams, Minute 34! And then hits his techno button. And then they all dance and put these conspiracies on the board. The greatest conspiracy of all. Who is the DJ? 
Oh, I love this. Okay. It's DJ Tanner. Oh, wait. Is that... Do we God, save that for later? Well, I guess yeah. he's, just he's the, the exec. Yeah, That's the whole that. season one arc. I mean, listen, I, it's it's a it's also called Fullest House, and DJ Tanner is there with Silver Surfer. You're back in, all right, <laughs> gentlemen. I am I am signing the check right now for that one. But I'm I understand that you two also have. Yeah, can more than one of us win? I listen. I I think there's enough money possibly go around. You are going to get less funding if these other two guys have good ideas. But I mean, that's just how business works. That's how yes. business works. But I love this though. How <laughs> instead of picking one show, right? You're just gonna you you have three checks here, and so you're just gonna instead know you lost and then rip it up in front of that person. Oh yeah, that's that's so much better. That's now, how I tip servers. <laughs> now, Greg, I, I believe you've brought in with you uh, this a pitch fine for... fine leather-bound portfolio. Uh, yes, and it is I a good choice of, of material. Thank you. Because this says it's a Star-Lord erotic everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I think it's pretty clear that Star-Lord is our sexiest hero. Uh, he's the hero that fucks. And so basically what it is is it's one half-human, half Ego of the Living Planet's ver- like voyage through the stars, just taking alien ladies to pound town all over the place. Uh, Gamora, I guess, is dead now. So I think what it's going to be now is it's just the way he deals <laughs> with it is sort of like, Jesus yeah, Christ. just a sexual yeah. walkabout Morning across fucking. the universe. And it's like, you know what it is, really? It's like, do you guys remember Red Shoe Diaries? Of yeah. course. That's what it's With like. With Mulder and yeah, Scully. Yeah, that, that, that's what it's like. So people might write him like erotic letters, and there'll be some like episodic-based episodes of it. Now, we did get Chris Pratt. He is going to be the he David the Company. so quickly. Right, yeah. Um, but the cool thing about this, he has some limitations in his acting and his body. So what's going to happen is that he will say, he'll walk into the room, and he's about to do whatever, and Fuck. then hits the button on his mask. That's when we bring in the stunt penis. Bradley yeah. Cooper. Yeah, it's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> we spent a lot of money on this show. Now, okay, now I need to be sh- be clear. When you say the stunt penis and you say Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. is it Bradley Cooper's penis or is it full-bodied Bradley Cooper as is the, the penis. Bradley penis. Cooper as the penis? There you go. Okay. He's I'm in a full dick costume. So we have a we have a giant, a very large man. And he straps Bradley Cooper onto uh, right around where his penis would be, but he was a giant born without a penis, so it does work out. And then Bradley Penis also <laughs> Bradley Penis also yeah. wearing the Star Lord mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the giant's wearing one. The little lord. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's wearing one, and then they go to Pound Town, as it's called. I think that's the name of the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, every every planet. The beginning of every episode, is he says like, "I'm at a new planet," and it's always just called Pound Town. <laughs> Yeah, it's Google Maps, space Google Maps. It's just like there's one planet with a big sign or a big post that has like arrows pointing everywhere. Every arrow says Pound Town. Pound Town. Well, when you're Star Lord, every arrow says Pound Town. Now I have to ask: Is there ever going to be a situation yes. where, uh, say, like this person, Star Lord gets his penis and his butthole reversed, so then mm-hmm. he poops out of his penis, and uh-huh. then we have Bradley Pooper come in? Uh-huh. Yeah, that sweeps. Okay. Perfect. And is sweep still a thing, by the way? I'm a Well, this is executive. on NBC. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we have to sell ad time. Hey, gotta have a dying industry somehow. <laughs> uh well, I am one hundred percent sold on this. So uh, What if he didn't buy that? Like that would be so <laughs> we insane. We walk out. We just yeah. walk next door to the next TV. Big executive. mistake. This is going on at seven PM on NBC. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Look, Instead I'm excited, of Jeopardy. But put it like five is, hours later. This is technically based on the comic book property, right? This would be so we're gonna have property, to watch yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, now yes. you've brought in a fantastic My show present. idea. Yes. So uh this is a 
Moon Knight series. Uh, I know my audience. That that is a caper slash heist? Yes. So, it's kind of... Everybody loves Inception for some reason. Nobody's met Moon Knight yet. So the heist is in his mind. Who moons the Moon Knight, you ask? (laughs) Mark Spector. That's who. Oh, shit. So every episode, we're going into that brain in a different layer. Is he? Does he actually worship the moon god that starts with it? Kadushu? Kanchu? Kanchu? Or or does he not? Which version of him is he gonna find this time? And the outside, he's still trying to you know mercenary it up. And it's a caper though. Is, well, he, everybody the, wears capes. The t- oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> and eats tiny little gross mm-hmm. garlic balls, whatever That's, those are. He's reverse allergic. The only thing he can eat is capers. <laughs> caper. Oh, and there's just an entire episode where like Stephen Grant is you know doing he's like doing a high priced like uh, movie executive deal. Oh man, this is great. I love this idea. So okay, so give me some more ideas of like what are they what what kind of like uh every episode we're going a level deeper. Yes. Like like give me some more examples of like these these levels that we're going through. Like is one episode gonna be like underwater heist? Yes. We're doing Oceans Eight? Yes. We're doing uh, other uh, Italian jobs. Yes, keep giving me ideas. I need more <laughs> ideas from you right what now. What a great exec. Oh. One of them, he'll probably want to steal the moon. Oh, oh yeah. shit. That's been, that's been, that's like the ultimate heist. A I, lot of people feel, say that. I feel like that's got to be at least like season one finale. Mm. That's yeah. the big. And, and Who's then got th- the moon now, guys? Uh, yeah, it's me, then, the moon knight. And then at the end of the season finale, it's a cliffhanger. Did he actually get the moon or not? And, and then, then we also, uh, we did make sure to hire, hire Sybil Shepard. And they're like they have a weird mm-hmm. sort of relationship where will they, won't they? Do they hate each other? Do they love each other? Which is where we got the title Moon Nighting. That that is what we're gonna call and it. And at the end, the credits roll of the season one, the moon is stolen, or so we think. And then the moon and sliver turns around and goes, You thought I was just an inanimate object, but it's Mac tonight. Oh, oh no! And he's the ultimate bad guy. So McDonald's oh. is gonna help us pay for this show. What do you think about that shit? Oh, my God. Well, then I don't need to write you a check because this thing prints fucking money, baby. (laughs) Oh, we are in business. We are going to need that check. The cliffhanger, though, is uh, that we are we think that scientists think that if you steal the moon, like oceans are fucked, we're uh, Earth's going to go crazy. Actually, nothing happens. Moon is totally worthless. Nobody needs it. It The moon is a big, stupid piece of shit. But it's can you steal it? Maybe there's you less know? werewolves. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Fuck you, Wolf by Night, or whatever that fucking super villain or whatever his name is. Werewolf Man by wolf. Night. The easiest name in the world to remember. Yeah. You what can't by do day? It. <laughs> Just wolf. Mercantile expert? Yeah. <laughs> Textile executive. <laughs> Uh, grain lord. I don't know. Uh, well, gentlemen, I am very excited about all three of these ideas. So we've got Silver Surfer, a conspiracy movie or show. We've got the Star Lord erotic everything, mm. and a Moon Knight caper slash heist. We are basically we've got a printing press, and we are just printing that sweet kashish, baby. It, is this more CTV than must CTV? Um, well, I don't know. Morrissey TV is where the Morris guy from the Smiths just gives the news. <laughs> oh, I'm all you know And guess what? what? No, it's all bad Shakira. news. Oh, I was doing Shakira. Anyway, uh, that is it for the bullpen. Now we're going to move on to our main event where we talk about the episode of Arrow that was on this week. This week on Arrow. Ollie gets his notification of early release, but of course nothing can ever go right for him. So Diaz shows up, kills some guards, and starts a full-on riot. 
All he questions is judge of character after he trusts a murderer and rats on a cool guy. And Nick gets in a fiery standoff with Diaz before all resolving into a nice ending where the warden is thankful and Ollie gets to meet up with Felicity and Diggle on the outside. So let me ask you this. Are you sad to see the end of prison, Ollie? And did the show use this opportunity well? Dude, uh, so often in all of our shows, and Arrow is definitely responsible for part of this, the storylines go on twice as long as mm-hmm. they should. This did it for a while. Got the fuck out, and I would say that they executed the ending of it flawlessly. And a couple of things in the middle, uh, like the, the he's against Brick. There's a demon. There were parts of it that were like, oh, prison intrigue. And then sure, it middled there. But yeah, it was a dope ending. Is and demon a gang? Demon was Talia. Oh, I see. Okay, on level two. But you don't mean like from hell? No, they, that was just her prison code name. Yeah, but code name s- demon. Seven episodes was. Let's go. Yeah, because they either do it for twice as long or just one. And you're like, we were in prison for an episode? Uh-huh. Fuck you. That's the Flash style. I thought it was very action-packed. The one thing I didn't like was it felt like in the last fight, Diaz just whoops his ass from pillar to post. Yeah. And then it, he does like, like he like, shivs him once and headbutts him. And then it's like, nope, I won the fight. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt, it felt to me, I like loved all the action in this mm-hmm. episode. The guy that played... The other dude who was karateing everyone, Turner, mm-hmm. that guy, that like it was just an action movie for yeah. like an hour, and so it's not a huge complaint, but it's just to suddenly have him go like beep beep, and then like I won this fight that yeah, I was getting that my was ass real kicked. anticlimactic. I uh, think that what we get, like we have to, you know, give back from what we're getting, and this was directed by a first time director, full time stuntman, mm-hmm. and so like to give the screenwriters no blame at all and just blame it all on the director, in order to get what we got from this guy and from this episode, then we also have to like either forgive or focus on the, the like it, it, the storytelling's not going to be yeah. great, you know? It did it did kind of play like um, a stunt mm-hmm. show now that you mention it. Like but I don't mean Universal that a, Studios. Yeah, exactly, but I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way cuz it was I felt very very well executed. Yeah, like, they these did were it, like, awesome action scenes that were fun to watch. And we see action scenes all the time. And honestly, a lot of them aren't that fun. This one was. And it's not just the stunt. Sorry, Mike. It's also the camera. Like, uh-huh. I, I did think that maybe he can't get the moments of the story, but the camera did a great job. Oh, yeah. The camera, like, ran ran up the hallway and then and ran the away stairs. from all, like, they, it turned the corner and then there's prisoners running it and the camera looked like a character running away. That uh-huh. was awesome. But yeah, when uh, Turner was on level two and Ollie was on level three and they were both just going down hallways beating the shit out of people, yeah. that was fucking dope. I, I really enjoyed this episode. It felt like... I did feel like I had missed out from not watching the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like See, I didn't. A- I was like, this is all. This feels like the beef. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm getting all the good stuff. I here. think if there was an episode, just one episode of this storyline, I was going to watch. This is the yeah. one. But I did feel like I feel like this episode would have been better for me if I had watched the rest. But I don't know if I would net be better from having watched. Yeah, the rest I mean, I I think that you did fine. Like, yeah, there's you two. Taylor and Greg, the non-Arrowheads, uh-huh. you know that this episode of Arrow that we're focusing on could have been uh, in the middle of a ton of shit, and it made no sense and was boring. You know, like a ton of storylines were going on. For you guys to get this, where uh-huh. you either understand everything that's going on, like Mike and I do, or you don't, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, like I, I would say that the biggest complaint... I know that Diaz is the bad guy, and he was right. acting like the bad guy in this episode. That felt like enough for me. Yeah. And they do. They did enough of this episode. It almost felt like they knew people were going to be tuning in for this episode because they were like, "Yeah, they were like, hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's like uh, like reestablish what happened last week. Here's this guy. Here's how Ollie feels about this guy, and then we're just going to go from there. Like it's done and go. There's a 
it's it's really hard, especially because of the way that we do shows, to not compare this to Matt's escape from it's, his prison. The yeah. way I mean, that's all I could think about the entire time. And like the, some of the shots are the same. And there's a couple of reasons why I actually prefer this. And one of them is I thought that it it felt less stunty somehow. Like there was a lot of more forced camera magic in the Matt Murdock mm-hmm. one, and it wasn't here. And then the other thing too is that the Daredevil is a show that is just like dry drama forever, and then something like this pops up, you know. And I uh-huh. guess that's the excitement is that you never know when it will. Daredevil has proven that it will. We just don't know. Whereas this ramped up in such an incredible, fast and the furious way, <laughs> where by the time that Diaz was giving a pep talk to the soldiers, yeah, like had gar- the, stolen guards' uniform. Yeah, the show had <laughs> lost its mind. <laughs> yeah, and I was totally into it. Oh yeah, it went off the rails, especially for like an Arrow episode. Like that that speech was. Can we talk about just that speech for a moment? I understand that Diaz gives a lot of like the city's open for businesses and you're the like. But how did not someone cut him off like word one? They're like, okay, hold on. I'm going to need you to back up. Who the fuck are you? What's going <laughs> yeah. on? Who the F is There's there? a guard with scars and tattoos screaming. They, scars they bully you. Yeah. And, the, and there's not one prisoner who's like, I mean, I'm just trying to pay my debt. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to sit in the corner. But like th- that the other guards don't say something sooner. Yeah. Like, they're like, who's it? They hey, think about is this the new guy? Let him finish and then go, hey, wait a minute, buddy. There, like, was, hey. there was one prisoner who was like, sort of looking at it that maybe Diaz isn't 100% right. And this is a guy who has been introduced to us before. He saved Layla's life. Yeah, so I that's don't remember uh, him. Bronze Tiger. Uh, Tiger? I guess his name Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger uh, was like season two or three bad guy and then didn't see him for a couple of years. And then when the Suicide Squad run came, he was on the squad and then saved Lila when he did not need to because she wasn't like, your head gets blown up if you don't also save me. It was, you only have to execute this mission. And so he showed years ago that he had like a glimmer and this, the, one of the things they've been saying is, like, just because Br- he's on Brick's team doesn't mean he's bad. And that's been throughout the last six episodes. And that's, so there wasn't a lot of great story moments, but a lot of characters throughout the years have tried to tell all he sucked as Green Arrow. And he worked better than anybody screaming a monologue was like, the old, no offense, the old Green Arrow, not the greatest guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and that, I loved that. And that guy is, that actor I think can sell a lot. Uh, yeah, I like him. And, I mean, there were moments in this episode where, like, Ollie had to do stuff in order to get the riot started. Like, I guess Diaz started it, but so did Ollie. When well, he, he riot, es- riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a riot. He but escaped and then just kicked the shit out of a ton of guards. Door. Yeah. He, he Which all but said, if you don't start this riot, I'm going to start this riot. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing when he blew up the door, but he did one of my favorite things. I should watch more MacGyver, where it cuts in close and he just hooks things to other things. Yeah. I love when that happens. Now it's a bomb. And what it was, was it supposed to blow up the lock. But I thought that it was supposed to go through the bars. And it looked like <laughs> yeah. he fucked up. Like he threw it two <laughs> feet like, and shit, fucked up. Yeah, his, I thought the same thing. The guy in the adjoining cell was like, oh, you're doing a Shawshank? That is not a Shawshank. No, uh, yeah, when well, you just blow the, the door off of your cell and then walk no. out, that is not the same thing as a meticulous plan over a series of years where you sneak out one night. You're doing a Shawshank. Yeah, boom. <laughs> stride out. Speaking of uh, special gadgets with cans, what was 
ends up with his weapon of choice at the end there. Can and a sock? It's, it's just a can and a... And That's a, the most deadly yeah, okay. weapon of all. And, and why did he need that to be, like, specially airdropped to him? Why couldn't he just walk into the room with <laughs> that? Because it looks cool, dude. It looks dude. dope. Yeah, you know, Ollie likes drama. He likes, like, whizzing out of places, having things dropped to him. What I don't get is Bronze Tiger made a thousand knives and then walked around with one of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> forgot, grabbed the thing of corn nuts and one knife and took off. Oh, there, that's life. There's that, a part that in, uh, would be me in the prison riot for sure. There's a part in this week's Riverdale where uh, Archie gets off the phone off of Kevin's phone and then throws just it. Just chucks it at him, and then they go and sit next to each other. Like if you had just waited one second, but it, that doesn't look cool. You got to drop the can bag to your hero. Oh, and I will admit the can bag. It worked well. It was effective for him. Oh, it, for all, yeah. Definitely. It's a special jail brand of can. Like the cans that we buy, they break <laughs> open immediately. Oh, yeah, no. There was no, like, just smashing it and just now he's hitting people with a wet pillowcase. <laughs> with, like, a Would little... they still fly back? Yeah, with, like, with, like, a little bit of tinfoil inside. That never happened. The post-credits humiliation scene was he offered Diaz a can of cola after he beat the shit out of him and it blew up when he's like, ha-ha! It's so shaky, that's why. And the bad news is that it was anticlimactic, but the good news is that Diaz is closed for business. Are we done now? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, he's going to be more powerful in there. He's going to rouse guards with speeches and pay So he's not dead dead? No, I forget, because he like, like, locked him in the cell. Yeah, he locked him in the cell. Yeah, right? He, he should have killed him. stabbed and then headbutted. The real, like, ender was the headbutt. Yeah. Which, to me, just doesn't make any sense, but that, like, knocked him out, and so... He's, the stab isn't that bad. It's just like a but prison shiv. We do have uh, at least a level two villain of uh, creepy, we're like best friends, <laughs> who yeah. is now fully evil and just walking around with a little butter knife. A and serial kill killer some motherfuckers. Yeah. When people see you talk to me, Mike, this is what they think of. <laughs> they, uh, they think that you're this guy. Yeah, I'm friends. Yeah. So do you guys, uh, I, assume, <laughs> I assume he's now going to be like the sort of main ish villain for the next couple episodes but we always knew right that like he was he was so level. yeah but i do like how they added in that also like uh swim fan sort of Uh uh-huh we're gonna be friends like you shouldn't have fucked me in the Uh, prison pool uh, (laughs) (laughs) and the prison pool is where they all throw their money to bet on uh but like yeah he did the swim fan thing of i'm gonna stab you in the leg so and then knock you out so that i can convince you to be friends with me yeah and then ollie does like no we're best friends yeah yeah uh, are you telling the truth right now? I don't know, Ollie. Um, don't knock me out, okay? <laughs> well, Arrow is on Friday nights, Thursday nights on the CW. It's on a Wednesday shit night on Wednesday nights. On and CW. Taylor, you and Greg lucked out. Like, drop in for this one, drop oh. out for the rest of the season. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm very satisfied. Sometimes with this, this show is so harsh with the ones you just randomly get, like getting the Daredevil after that big fight scene. Mm-hmm. But this one, it was just like. All the really cool parts, and then two characters would be like, we know each other from before. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm caught up. <laughs> awesome. On board. <laughs> uh, that is it for Arrow. Now we will move on to the rest of the shows we watched in the pull list. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off this week is The Gifted. This week on The Gifted, the massacre at the bank has the humans rioting and threatening mutant-friendly institutions all over the country. Meanwhile, Polaris and Eclipse hang out and decide what they are going to do about their child's dawn while talking about their own childhoods. Lorna talks a lot about her dad without ever saying his name, but holding up a a maroon medallion with an M on it (laughs) so you get the idea. Seriously, there's scenes where she just like kind of holds it up while talking about him. You know how dads always give their kids medallions? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, Lorna gives Dawn to her mom to raise and decides to go full batty. Meanwhile, Reed goes to an old associate of his father's to help contain his powers. 
but is this doctor trying to help mutants or eradicate the mutant gene, question mark? So, friends, I ask you this. Would it really ruin things if they had said Magneto on this show? Like, would that ruin the movie brand? Would that ruin this TV show if they just... They were like, we are talking about Magneto, but they wouldn't say it. I think that now we're okay. We can do it. And I think in a couple weeks, when the single greatest movie of all time after Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse comes up. Praise its name. Spider-Man Into the Dark. name, everybody. And listeners, we will be covering that movie. (laughs) We're going to talk about it a little bit. Don't worry about that. Uh, I think that now the audience understands that movies and TV, they're just going to do what they want. They're mm-hmm. going to tell their story. This Magneto is not necessarily Fastbinder or Ian McKellen. We're good. You okay, know? Yeah. Do it. And the, if you don't do it, that seems stupid. Then do you think it's, uh, they think maybe non, like, super fans are watching and somebody's putting it together and thinks they're very smart? I, I don't know what they're doing. I think it's they don't want to water down the brand mm-hmm. the same That's way that so the Marvel dumb. Then don't make shows. your fucking show. Or it's on Fox. What if they think the M stands for Martin Lawrence? And it's going to be a tie-in to Martin. (laughs) It's so unnatural, though, because on any other show, as long as they didn't, like, as long as her dad was just another person in that universe, they would talk about him. They keep, everyone alludes to the fact that they know who he is, and he's that guy, and he's done those things. For nobody to say it, it's just so awkward. And that awkwardness was all throughout this episode. I guess other than contractual reasons that I don't know about, the reason could be, People who are on the verge of not watching the show will continue to watch until they For say the it. Yeah. yeah. Magneto, I'm out! This was the best way I could define this. It is This was like a season one stinker, how bad Ooh. the show was. It revolved primarily around uh, Polaris and Eclipse trying to have these emotional scenes. And it felt like that season one stuff where it's like, you can't write this, you can't shoot this, they can't <laughs> act this. Like, no part of this is coming across, and it feels awful. And I'm not keeping track of data, but it feels like, Greg, that you have mentioned this bank for the last 12 weeks. Yeah. Right, have they just been in there forever? No, there is a big thing with the bank, and so it probably looms large in your mind. But now, because it's like basically 37 humans got killed at one time by this mutant. And so... The humans are all crazy about it. Just uh, going nuts. The mutant we cannot name? Yeah. No, uh, another one. It doesn't even matter. Do you have a moment Bold of the week? Uh, I do have a moment of the week. Uh, okay, this show is so stupid and bad, but it, it it nails that like end of the episode music video thing. Like Cloak and Dagger is good throughout, but then it would have this music video at the end, you know, like where yeah. all the characters look off wistfully and stuff. Okay, it, that, this show does that very well. This one was the best ever. Uh, Lorna takes the metal disc that obviously came from Magneto and is like his maroon that his helmet is. And she like twists her hands and she turns it into the comic book Polaris headpiece. She's had a couple, but she has one that's like almost a little bit like his helmet if it were just a headpiece. And And very 1960s. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And then she like walks into the light and you see that she's got this headpiece on. And I hate this show and I don't enjoy watching it. And I was still like, this is pretty cool. (laughs) Because it was. It it, it found a a good way to do all that. And the song that they used in the montage was an orchestral version of the uh, animated X-Men theme song, (laughs) which is pretty sweet. Uh, the gift is on Monday nights on Fox. Your next show is Netflix's Marvel's Daredevil, which is now canceled. <laughs> Let's just move on then. After his run-in with Julie and scapegoating by the FBI, Dex is on the verge of suicide when Fisk shows him there's another way out. Meanwhile, Matt sort of apologizes to Karen, but mostly just asks for her help to track down the guy who Fisk paid to shank him to escape prison. She agrees to help only on the condition that Matt turns himself in. But everything comes to a head when Dex Devil attacks the Daily Globe and everybody in it. Taste buds, I ask you this. 
Does Sister Maggie's defense of Matt, that everybody's always pushed him away, so all he knows is to let people down a valid excuse? Or is the show trying to worm its way out of having a hero that also just does super shitty stuff sometimes? I don't... Huh. I wouldn't say it, it's worming itself out of that. I, th- I would say that, like it's putting that front and center. Like this is our selling point. Yeah, this is what is being discussed but right now. She's Maggie saying it is owning it. Maggie saying it is the producers or the screenwriter saying, "You guys see this, right? You guys this, see what yeah, we're it's doing? at least the show owning it. Like but, that. Like that's what's being like examined there. And then we throw in a dex where. We can say, well, it's not that bad. And also, right. Foggy and Karen have that conversation about it. Like, someone can be so shitty to you all the time, but if you're not a shitty person, you still have to be good back to them. Well, that's. it seemed like Foggy and Karen have been sick of Matt's bullshit for the last season and a half. And then Maggie's like, well, here's why he is the way he is, where her being like, so Karen, just be cool. And I was like, no, don't be cool. Still be <laughs> fucking pissed at him. I see it as like uh, either Sister Maggie saying, I get why people can't quit you, mm-hmm. or her talking to the audience saying, this is, if you are against Matt right now, this is why people can't quit him. You know, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of service for the audience. Because he's kind of that lost little boy yeah. who had no one or nothing, and he constantly loses any connections that he does have. And there's a lot of reasons why the fight is so on the nose but part of it is to say but he's not dex you know he he, he fights so hard to not nobody. be dex mm-hmm. and he he and dex were in the same situation one went one way one went the other you know i think like i don't want to go liberal and conservative how liberals think and dex is conservative and just does what everybody like what the i don't know just the worst propaganda, possible thing yeah, every time <laughs> whatever the propaganda says to them but yeah dex he he didn't become dex kim is that enough to like him is that enough to root for him? Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds you that he's at least human because Dex has like just he's a sociopath at this point or a psychopath. So like he's irredeemable. And I guess it makes you realize, well, OK, Matt Murdock is ultimately redeemable. He's just an asshole. Just an idiot yeah. and a klutz and an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately like or maybe asshole plus like capital well, A asshole. I guess in the, in the realm of tv shows not even comic book tv shows he i'd say asshole minus because like gregory house is the goddamn worst uh-huh. and never apologizes matt murdoch's better than gregory goddamn house <laughs> is that house md yeah house his MD. first name is gregory yeah i did not know that's that. very confusing to me because that is so similar to my <laughs> first name gregory. which is also gregory speaking of fights because that's all i ever want to do how about that fight between bullseye and daredevil Fuck, it was cool. It was cool. Anytime they were up close, it was a Daredevil-style fight, and Daredevil would win. Anytime they were at a distance, it was just Bullseye throwing literally everything, which is just my favorite thing Bullseye does. Up supply, up supply, up supply. Just bring some knives to throw or something, dude. You're so good at it. Why don't you have, like, a hundred shurikens? It's nuts to, like, be like, I'm fighting Bullseye or Dex Devil, and in order to win, I have to just run towards him? Yeah. That's the only way I can win? And the most impressive thing about this fight is that when I was laughing... I was laughing because I thought it was awesome and I was with it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it could have been so laugh addable. Oh, yeah. It would sound stupid. Yeah, they're just, just <laughs> throwing office supplies at each other. But it's seriously like throwing pens off walls and they're hitting. Yeah. When it goes through somebody's neck, you go, oh, fuck, it's yeah. not funny anymore. And it's so comic book. That's the bullseye mm-hmm. of the comic book is always bank shots with just whatever is right at hand. That's what he likes to do. And yeah, and there's parts too where they'll run into each other and instead of falling gently against a desk, like, you just crush through that Ikea desk. Like, uh-huh. that would yeah. fuck you up if somebody does that to you. So many wily Coyotes through cubicle boards. I can't believe how into it I was. I, I, I think that speaks highly of Daredevil, to say that, like, I wasn't pointing and laughing yeah, at Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Do you guys have moments of the week? I have one uh, when uh, Kingpin is, like, returning to his uh, penthouse and, like, donning the 
Kingpin sort of costume again. Uh, the song is playing is Sweet Cello Solo 1 in G by Bach. And dude, that's a ripping cello suite. <laughs> and this particular <laughs> movement of it is so insanely good. A lot of the prelude is what's like what people know from this cello suite. <laughs> but this movement, the third, is awesome and it's perfect for the moment. And the cello is such a crazy good instrument. Are you guys getting tired I, of Greg trying to push his music on us? Yeah. No, I am absolutely not. Please do that every fucking week. It's always a goddamn sweet cello something. <laughs> I feel like I just learned so much about Greg in a very limited amount of time. Uh, Ryan, you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week came towards the end where Karen has the only gun, and she's got it aimed at the door, and she's going to kill whoever Daredevil is. <laughs> and then Foggy walks in. She doesn't shoot. Like, fumbles with the door, shuts it. She doesn't shoot. And then turns around and Karen Soul is like about to freak out and has the gun. And he's like, Karen, <laughs> don't do that. I'm foggy. Do not shoot me, Karen. And don't then, get all up in my chili. And then Dex Devil walks in and he's like, oh, okay. And then just <laughs> does whatever he wants in the room. Flicks a pencil eraser. Yeah. <laughs> and then walks up and does something like takes a step forward that I didn't even think Daredevil would do. Which I thought that somebody would save somebody, but Dex walks up and just shoots the witness point blank yeah, in the head. In the like, face. oh, I'm not gonna do like a big villain speech. Not for this one. No. I'm just gonna murder you well, right now. The only thing he said throughout that fight is a bloody smile. I'm Daredevil, which was chilling. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna be the hack, and it's Bullseye throws the club at Foggy's face, and we've already seen that club kill uh, people, yeah. and just you, the hand catching it, and it's like, oh, they're gonna fight right now. Yeah. But did you do the thing that we're not supposed to do, because we only watch superhero TV, of uh, saying, Matt could have been there a lot sooner if he just ran in with the suit that he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, but he, he took to, the time to put get on a fleece, <laughs> and then ran in it to catch the Billy Club at the right time. Uh, Daredevil is on Netflix all the time. This is its final season. Catch it. It's a good season this year, so R.I.P. Your <laughs> next show this week is Titans. This week on the Titans, the Titans need to break Raven's mom out of a lab where she's being held by the organization who hope to use her to gain control of Raven. But the Titans' plans fail when they get abducted almost immediately and Raven must save them all and her mother at the same time. On their way out the door, the Titans brutally kill a few people before they blow up the entire facility, most likely killing hundreds more. <sighs> Jesus. So, gentle friends, I ask you this. Does all this sound hardcore enough for you? Uh. I saw actual articles about this on multiple websites about how... Dick, who is now Rick Grayson, um, is just a blatant murderer. Yeah, it's, yeah. this is a. Uh, they have been like hinting that probably he's been beating these people too hard at times. But in this particular episode, he seems to straight kill like three people. Uh, Beast Boy turns into a tiger and mauls a guy to death, and then turns back into his like human form. And the he's guy's like, what? The guy's blood is still like in his mouth, and he's <laughs> awesome. at, he's at least disturbed by it. And then they've just, like, rescued Raven's mom from this facility, run by the organization, which is a bad group. Like, obviously, they're very twisted and everything else. But as they're leaving, there's, like, gas pouring into the facility. And Robin turns to Starfire and says, like, can you, like, light this up? And she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, okay, do it. And the they cut to an exterior shot of, like, this whole hospital complex. And it just, ex- like, bursts into flames and explodes. And... Maybe hand, they'll hand wave it later and they'll say, no, not every single person in that building died <laughs> or some like a lot of them actually got out. But it seemed like the body count could have been in the hundreds for in that. In 9-11? And then they all look at each other and it's like they all look at each other like, yeah, this is who we are now. This well, is, is it the like emotional this. crux of this series that Robin left Batman because <laughs> he's too violent? Yeah. Yeah. 
That seems to be it. And it seems to be that what the show is building towards is he's going to have to take up the mantle of Nightwing because Robin is too hardcore a brand for him to be anymore. But I now can't be Robin. Now that this happened, I'm not sure, like, I'm, I, maybe he's going to go totally dark or I don't know. I think that, honestly, my instinct is they're going to find some way to hand wave all this away. And they're going to say that they didn't. Yeah, I guess. killing all those folks. The next episode will be interesting in, like, do they, I could see it going where, like, they literally never mention it again. Yeah. Or the entire rest of the series is about, on holy the run. fuck, what did we do? We're all in therapy. <laughs> Greg, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, because they all kill somebody in this episode. It's like what I think they're doing in Riverdale where everyone has to help participate in the murder. Yeah. So they're all equally culpable. Uh when it's Raven's turn to kill somebody, she has recently healed this guy. Like he slit his own throat and she healed it. And then he delivers a bad guy speech and she says, I don't want you to be healed anymore. I take it back. And he puts his hand up to his throat and then blood just starts pouring from between his fingers. And she does like demon eyes and voice. So she has killed somebody. Beast Boy has eaten somebody. (laughs) And Starfire and Robin have both killed people. Like, a lot of people at this point, And this is the seventh episode of this show. Jesus Christ. That's so rare. I, I think I'm, like... I, I think I'm watching it now just because I am, a, like, aghast at what I'm seeing. It's I can't you're, believe You're it. watching a car crash. Yeah, emotion. exactly, and I can't stop. But uh, it did do that thing that we were complaining about, because DC rides that gritty fence. So either be fun or go way on the other side. It's just a murderous show. Uh, Titans is on the DC Universe comes out on Fridays your next show is Netflix's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on the fifth episode of Sabrina we get Sabrina's version of a dream episode where a witch named Ba Witcha Ba haunts everyone who lives at Witch Mansion the one Sabrina lives in this establishes two things one Sabrina will come and go from school when she pleases and two Sabrina the show isn't afraid to pause the story and do some horror Taste Buds I ask you this Dream sequences are the hackiest waste of time in screenwriting. But did this episode have the character analysis and scares and the science and the screaming to still give us an interesting hour? I thought so. It was a I, – I feel like it did that Netflix thing of we need to have just some episodes that are just kind More of – More episodes. More episodes. We just need to have some episodes in the middle for some reason. But I think this was the least – like egregious of those where there Bullshit. was there was oh I thought there was a lot I of I think you might be argued with him. I, I thought there was a lot of character development that was good and interesting enough and it helped move the plot forward a little bit. Like there are some we got more information about this like like Lady Satan or whatever her name is. Um we got like Wait, who do you mean when you say Lady Satan? Do you mean the guidance counselor? Yes. Okay. We got more information about her. Um we got more info on her motivations. We got more info on every single one of the characters and their internal motivations. I, I do was, like logging an ant time. <laughs> well, they're fun. Yeah. yeah. But I can't say like they were fun in their dreams. It's so funny that Hilda's the evil one or Zelda's the evil Zelda's the evil one. Her yeah. nightmare Zelda's was, the name of the boy. Zelda was, uh, <laughs> her nightmare is not having enough time to get ready for dinner and the Dark Lord liking her sister better. Uh-huh. Everybody else had horrific nightmares and yeah. hers was, hey, to each their own, I guess. But I, it's so shocking to find out that the evil one actually does love her sister and the good one is sick of her sister and that Ambrose hates himself. I was so shocked by all of those things. Are you being sarcastic? This is, I get that they need a bunch of fucking episodes. You, you can do this if you're a freak of the week show. Smallville could do this, and Buffy could do this, and Supernatural can do this, but if you're trying to tell one story, and you grind all of that story to a halt to do a fucking sleep demon, fuck you. All right, first of all, 
your argument is flawed because you listed three shows that you and only you like. I've never watched Supernatural, <laughs> but I, uh, I would love it. Second of all, I do like uh, logging in Ant Time and figuring out the differences between the two because it's more than just mean and nice. Yeah. I do like that. And second of all, dream sequences to me, they feel like that they are weird for weird's sake. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. It's like uh, our Law & Order show is going to dabble in Twin Peaks, but we're not good at either one. This was there was some genuinely fucked up shit in this. Yeah. Anything with uh, body parts sewn to other oh, body yeah. parts that's gonna it's, fucking it's, mess me up. And just real zooming in, Ren and Stimpy <laughs> style. <laughs> oh boy. And, and the other thing I liked about this episode, though, is that it gives us this is the first time that we've really seen Sabrina decide she's gonna go full in with magic, get in way over her head, mm-hmm. and then have to try and fight her way out of that. And I think this was a fine episode to do that where they just concentrated the whole time on you fucked up, and if you fuck up enough in this world, you are just gone. Like, you can just be in this, like, dream world, and you're never coming out. I also like the fact that the antagonist had... I mean, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but she had a normal voice and a normal way of talking. So instead of this horrifying lady just being like, <laughs> the whole time, she was like, oh, this is taking too long and traffic's going to be bad. <laughs> like, the actress did not change her voice uh-huh. at all. And it reminded me of, remember when, like, Aqua Team would get attacked by just some dude? Yeah. That's what this was like. Just, it it like was just fly with six arms. It was like Sue from The Office came in and attacked the house. And I really liked that. Uh, did you guys have moments of the week, Ryan? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... I hate it. It's it's like my rebar is sewn on skin, but I can't get enough of it. Like uh, there was mouths sewn together in weird mm-hmm. ways, and then um, forced Siamese twinage. That like, uh, nope. oh my god, it's it's so chilling and adventurous. Uh, Mike, uh, it has to be uh, in in Zelda's nightmare. The Dark Lord let, picked Hilda's dinner, and. Hilda excitedly just saying goodbye to the Dark Lord, like, goodbye, Satan! Such a lovely time seeing you! Uh, <laughs> that fucking made delightful. me giggle so hard. Also, it, it, was it Satan or, like, the... It was Blackthorn as Satan, but it was supposed to be Satan. Okay, yeah. I missed that part, but him just being like, I'll have the vegan pie. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, but, my, mo- my moment of the week is when she presents this uh, cooked child... But Fergus, she, Fergus is born to be eaten. Like, I mean, yeah, she 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 cooks a child that she is ready for them to eat, uh, and he goes, "No, was this a witch child?" <laughs> and then she says, "Witch child," and they do that back yeah. and forth. I was about to do that bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, that that whole bit where he's just like, mm. but it was supposed to be a what kind of child? It was supposed to be like uh, is this a, a muggle? A, is this a witch child or an innocent fat child? <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, mm. he, he, like he pulled the is this a is this a, a free range chicken? Like he pulled that on her. He's like, mm, no, thank you. I'll just have the other pie. Uh, Sabrina is on Netflix. It's a delightful show. Some people disagree. I liked it. Your next show this week is The Flash. On this week's episode of The Flash, Nora grapples with her unresolved anger over her father's disappearance in the future. Meanwhile, Team Flash must stop the Weather Witch from killing her father, the Weather Wizard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it, this is the third weather-based bad guy on The Flash. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us about uh, your favorite moment of the week. My moment of the week is, of course, uh, where they're like, this is a Weather Wizard. But what has more articles about pop culture than a Weathered Wizard magazine 
from the 1990s that stayed in your bathroom and got like probably pee and air conditioning on it. And that's yourpopfilter.com. Oh. Yourpopfilter.com has all of the pop culture articles that you may or may not need. Oh, funded by The Flash. Your, uh, that's uh, it. We're going to take a quick break and then do the rest of the shows after this. Now for the final bit of shows. Starting off is The Walking Dead. This week on the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, Henry gets in with a bad crowd at Hilltop and learns a valuable lesson about peer pressure. Meanwhile, Michonne is still being mean to everyone for no apparent reason, and then saves Eugene and Aaron from their graveyard battle with the Whisperers. But Jesus gets fucking got, so R.I.P. Lord and Savior. <laughs> gentlemen, come I, back. Yeah, gentlemen, I ask you this. How bummed are you that I just kept watching this show, even though it doggy paddled through three episodes of kind of uselessness? I'm not that bummed. I like the, you know, the report. I like that you like check yeah. in and let us know what's going on. Can can I give you guys my uh, state of the show address for Please the do. mid-season finale? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. So should we applaud and boo when yeah. we feel necessary? Uh, you lie. Uh, so I'm gonna throw my shoe. Lock her up. Right now, we've jumped ahead five years. Uh, they just kind of they jumped again. No, no, oh, no. Okay. This is still like the Sorry. They, no. They jumped because they were zombies. They've been doing that, so they you never could. know. Sarah Lance got drunk. <laughs> took them all away. Um, so like we're in this five year time jump, and they've been doing some little bits where they're like dropping hints that like stuff happened in that five years and things have changed, and some of those things are working. Like there's like X shaped scars on Daryl and Carol that they won't talk about. Then I'm like, what happened there? Clearly something crazy happened. Like that, that works for me. I'm like, that's a little mystery that I can figure out. Things that don't work are the fact that Michonne did a 180 degree character turn. Uh Like the first four episodes of the season, which I loved, were all about Rick is trying to hold together all of these disparate communities while they're trying to pull separate directions. They five year time jumped. Now all of the other communities are like, "Hey, please let us come together. We want to all be friends." And Michonne's like, "No." And somehow Michonne is the only one who has this responsibility. <laughs> and like, they will not explain what made her change her mind. It has been five to six goddamn years, and Michonne is just like, "No, I'm mad at everyone, and I won't explain why." And that is fucking bullshit. Uh. And then Henry has now taken over the Carl bit from the comics. He's like, he got drunk with some kids and then he got a t- talking to and like, you're supposed to be blacksmith and not out yeah. goofing with children. Who Henry? Henry's um, like uh, Carol. Ezekiel and Carol's yeah. kid. Yeah. Ooh. They're the ones that they've sort of like adopted. Oh, he's a little bowl cut blonde kid before the five year time jump. Yeah. He, he time jumped. Now he's just sort he of like the bow staff. Yeah. He's okay. a teen kid and he's good. He, he, he this week jumped into a hole drunk and drunk murdered a zombie. <laughs> uh, and he's like, 10. Uh, it's no, he's like 14 or 15. Yeah. That's your drunk zombie killing time. You know, remember yeah. the age Carl was when in the comic when he went to Apprentice with the blacksmith? It's like the yeah. whole, it's so much that thing. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they literally just found a new kid yeah. to take an Carl's act. Place. Is that why? Yeah, that's entirely it. They and that's what that show does. When it makes switches, it yeah. finds the, like, the way to keep it closest to the comic possible. It's the same way that they split off Andrea's character into yeah. like Carol and Michonne. Yeah. Uh, it, they're doing the same thing. It's I'm done for now. If when well, it comes, I'm glad. Like well, yeah, the fever has passed. Yeah, when it when it comes back, <laughs> if, boy is back. At some point, if I see reviews that like it pick back up again, you will. Then, you'll see at least one about one episode that's good, I, I, and then it's gonna be are desperate. I need I need a consensus because I will say the one sh- like my moment of the week was the entire in scene where the whispers like we get confirmation that they're just dudes. Uh-huh. Like it's a really cool like uh, Daryl and. 
and Aaron and Jesus have found Eugene and he's fucked up his leg. And then the zombies are just like, like doing weird shit and following them. So it's like, all right, run through this graveyard. And there's a fucking like, like hand to hand combat scene in this foggy fucking graveyard, which is really tense and really cool. Uh And then, uh, Jesus goes to like, like karate kick one of the zombies and the dude just ducks in like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like, what? And slips around and just stabs Jesus. And he whispers in his ear, you're in a place you're not supposed to be. (laughs) I was like, that was, that was fucking dope. As far as last whispers go, that's pretty good. <laughs> Did you guys see articles about the actor who plays Jesus? He's pissed, right? No. No, I thought he was like, I'm yeah. free, bitches. Like, oh. uh, he I guess wanted when, out. They all want out. When you die, like the showrunner or the head screenwriter or somebody will be like, hey, uh, call you beforehand before he gets to the reading and say, like, this is what happened. And he was like, so wheat. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. Um, I, I can see that. It, yeah. It's not a good role for him and so yeah i'm glad that the show is done and we'll check in when it if it gets good again if it gets good when the whispers are here i don't have high hopes uh walking dead is on sunday nights on amc your next show is legends of tomorrow this week on legends of tomorrow hank thinks too much money is going to the wave riders so he tags along to see how they go about their missions this means nate finally meets charlie in the shape of amaya and hank gets drunk with hemingway and thinks he can shoot a minotaur or Minotaur. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mona's bumbling traps herself, Ava and Nora's cell, and the three drink wine and bond. Taste buds, I ask you this. I know Hank is supposed to be a type A old school douchebag, but given that he's a government worker, wouldn't he know the importance of recon and research? Or is that too much to ask for in our silly show? I, I think it's because he's a bureaucrat, right? Like, yeah. I, it, and, and a man. I'm a man. Yeah. I'm going handle things in a man way. And you know, like, Nate was so close to getting Hank to listen to him. Uh-huh. And then he met Ernest fucking Hemingway and then right. lost all that ground. I, Hank, I, I, th- I bought this sort of painting of him mm-hmm. because it seems like he, they are painting him as more of the, like, I'm like a politician guy who just has this idea of manliness and he's not like a military He's person. not a combat background. Right. But that- our, our millennial, like our guy who is supposed to be, you know, a sensitive gay baby, is Nate, who just like has the haircut, like, yeah. like just come on, can turn into Colossus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think it is. It's supposed to be a little absurd that someone would actually be like, "You guys spend too much money keeping the timeline from being completely yeah. fucked up." How did Ava not say, "Shut the fuck up"? But I think they were kind of leaning into that, yeah, because it's a real world experience where somebody like where a viewer might have to deal with an executive like breathing down their throat about how they do something. To but it is weird. If the, Dude, we keep Hitler from getting into power. <laughs> to like, be fair, on. when he itemized, I think he said 1.7 million for various condiments. Uh-huh. Yeah. They I, love a look, condiment Look, you need Tapatio, you need Cholula. How many mustards are there? What, 15? That's Honey, gets expensive. spicy, Dijon. Oh, yeah. And you, what, you sometimes you want the seeds in or out. You want both, like stone ground. Yeah, <laughs> smooth, chunky. Oh, fuck. I love a good mustard, you guys. But, and then we had another... Uh, how much time do you guys have with this Nate and Hank arc? Like, going back to Arrow and the prison thing. How much more? How many more episodes do we want with I this? I think this put a pin in it, and now Hank's going to be full bad guy. Because the last episode... He went rogue, right? Like, he was calling and saying, I can monetize monsters. Yeah, and yeah. this one, he was like, I'm a bad dad again! Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone! Yeah. I'm a bad dad again! I, I will say, though, that I, I could have taken a lot more from my bad dad, who was a bad dad, but I could have had a more of a bad dad if he could sing like Woo! that. Mm. Yeah. Like JT himself. He picked up a guitar and sang James Taylor, and it sounded great. Because well, Biff goes around town and sings in yeah. real life. Whatever his name is. Yeah, <laughs> Biff. Uh, but, it, but with, with the Hank uh, and Nate 
storyline, I thought there were two great lines. One was uh, great in its awfulness in Legends of Marway is I'm a grown-ass superhero. Uh-huh. And that made me giggle my little balls off. Uh, and we then, say that all the time, but we're not actually <laughs> superheroes. Yeah. We cannot turn to steel. Uh, and the other one that like hit emotionally, and if you told me haircut could have an emotional line, it was, you don't want to listen to me or understand, you just want to be better than me? Fuck! Yeah. That's crazy! It's your whole job, right, as a dad or a parent to make sure that your kids have a better life, but all parents forget that all of the time. Especially dads. Yeah. Especially dads Fucking with their dads. male sons. Yeah. Like, they want, you know, they just want to keep dunking on you for as long as possible. And I think it's supposed to be when you can defeat them, then that's, like, the way you honor them most. How did you guys feel about the uh, three quarters of the female characters whose names end with A uh, sleepover party? I uh, thought it was it was the ridiculous kind of Legends thing to have happen. Yeah, I mean, we made a lot of leaps. We like, got a rush. There yeah. was a, yeah. They jumped from uh, enemies to frenemies yeah. to acquaintances to friends, but... A lot of times, Legends will have a problem where they will put all of the effort into the A-plot time travel and really forget about the B-plot. And although, what's her name? Mona. Mona. Nora, Ava. <laughs> Mona is, she doesn't have that like Legends thing yet for me mm-hmm. where like I'm excited for her to be on the show. Ava and Nora got it quick for me. Yeah. And watching them together, yeah. and the three of them together, I, I was not bummed when it hit the B-plot. Oh, no. I, I honestly, this episode made me go, wait, I want to see Nora in every episode. She's She just delivers. I don't know what it was last season. I think she was having to be the demon. Yeah, having to yeah. be the baddie is hard. Yeah. And seeing her happy was so delightful. <laughs> and a lot of times, A-plots and B-plots in a bad episode will just be short films jammed up. But what this one did was it showed us how dudes are all like this, but girls are all like this. So we had all these dudes together refusing to listen to each other and then just shoot first, ask questions later. And then we had all these girls jammed together, jammed together and they would say, all right, we all hate each other. That is a given. But if we sit and talk, what if we didn't in a little bit? You know? And so they did clash in a perfect way. And can I, I just do my latest installment of how pretty is Sarah Lance, you guys? Uh, should we talk about the opening segment? Okay, there's the lingerie, sure. But the 1920s, like, French, like, with the beret. Timeless face. Love yeah, it. Yeah, she really it. does, yeah. But the costume design on the show is really good. Like, they really get the most out of that element of having them go to different time periods. There's a reason that much money goes to it, executives. <laughs> but you would think on a show like this, not that much attention would be paid to that. Uh-huh. Like, Somebody is very talented and working for cheap on yeah. that show. The lingerie part is just, that's just overload for me. I have no comments <laughs> on any of that. Yeah. That's too much. I'm getting old, and when I watch something like that, I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I can't stand for this. Oh, oh, this is too much already. Uh, Mike, did you have a moment of the week? Uh, it is. It's Sarah's birthday present, and not in a pervy way. It's I, the balance of the whole time, I didn't know if it was Ava's dream or not, or uh-huh. if Sarah really did that. And then watching Sarah sexually and goofily try to evade yeah. Hank was all perfect legends. It was super fucking the funny. The fact that it was sexy and goofy at the same yeah. time made it so fun. It saved that scene from just being too, yeah. you know, yeah. too salacious. And as a sucker for X-Men baseball games, uh-huh. I love people using their superpowers for, or whatever, their skills for like non-fighting exactly. the bad guy ways. Grab yeah. the heel. Uh, Greg, moment of the week. Oh, it's got to be Hank singing that song and just absolutely stupefying the Minotaur. And I have to say, probably greatest music moment in the history of Legends. I say yes. Well, I mean, I say Stein yes. at one point I mean, same yes. day. <laughs> I thought that was, I Come thought on. you all were going to start screaming Damn. at me. 
Mr. Daniel. Maybe the second best music moment. I've got two, and I apologize. Fuck you. One was Ava saying, "Well, you have to, you have to read a love letter from Ray Palmer. It probably is filled with glitter." <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Such a good call. But uh, my actual one, where I was like, "Oh, damn, legends," was the uh, was Mick. On this was Mick's best performance, even better than fucking a three-breasted woman. <laughs> uh, I could not believe his timing of Luton Liar. Yes, and I don't. I'll, I won't describe that more. Like watch the show, and when you get to the Luton Liar part, you'll know it. But fuck, Legends was on the fire in that stone. three minutes. Oh. <laughs> we're was, allowed to have two. Constantine saying ranch dressing in an American accent. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> ranch dressing. Soccer. Ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. <laughs> um, my moment of the week was not since season one, Kevin Keller. Has a character just pulled exactly the tone and thing that I was thinking out of my brain and into a show? Is that Betty Cooper's ponytail? <laughs> when um, <laughs> when Mona is singing happy birthday to Ava, and she goes, oh no, did I do something bad? You're not happy. Did I do something wrong? And Nora just turns and goes, no, it's beautiful. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is on Tuesday nights on the CW. Your next show is Supergirl. On this week's episode of Supergirl, James falls in deeper with the Children of Liberty, and in order to get this, meet Agent Liberty. Meanwhile, Supergirl and Manchester Black follow a lead on Agent Liberty's location, but things take a dark turn, which I will not tell you about. Good. Uh, do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week was... Uh, when Supergirl was like, wait, everyone's taking a dark turn. What are other dark turns I could find? And so she goes to uh, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter, where there's different tiers where they can make each of us take our darkest turn. And she subscribed, or she bought a tier for each one of us. So, Taylor, you're the $7 tier. What's your darkest turn? What What's going to make you the most fucked up? Um, I don't know, like, probably, like, if I... I had to like poop upside down. Okay. So yeah, now Supergirl can see that. Okay. Mike, darkest turn? Fall on rebar, eat cold lima beans. Oh jeez. Fuck man. Taylor just said poop <laughs> upside damn. down. Craig, darkest turn? Killed by my own cats. Killed by your own cats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is not eaten by them once you're dead. But I didn't I didn't them. go dark enough. I think they well I don't care if they eat me once I'm dead, but I just think it would it'd be really dark if they like intentionally push me down the stairs or And Greg will walk into the cat room where the cats live and they'll like cover up their blueprints like <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> Nothing's going on here, bud. Good to see you, boss. How you doing? So those were five, ten, and fifteen dollar tiers. There's a billion tiers on your pop, uh, patreon.com slash your pop filter. It's a veritable trail of tears. You can also oh, get uh, is that other not subscribers. A is that USA. not a good? USA. Oh, no. Oh, no. Guys, Supergirl's on Sunday nights on the CW. Your next show is Black Lightning. Oh, this week's episode of Black Lightning. Black Lightning is on the tr- trail of Looker, that spooky white lady who is controlling all the other white folks south of Freeland. She captures Black Lightning, says a bunch of, I'm not racist, but bullshit. And then for some reason decides it's a good idea to try to electrocute the electricity guy. (laughs) (laughs) Then stooped up Jefferson and his Anissa fight and kill Looker, thankfully ending this plot line. He does the whole throw her into a spike. Nice. And then they're like, she's definitely dead. Jefferson learns Gamby is alive and Khalil and Jen decide no one understands them or their love and they run off together in what I can only assume will be a successful venture. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. How glad are you this whole race war thing ended before it actually became much of a thing at all? Just like every race war does. It, when she gets like thrown and impaled on that metal spike, I was so happy because the first episode where they introduced these characters, they gave you like, dial- like actual jargon 
the black people are called Purdy, the white mm-hmm. people are called Sanjay. It felt like, oh my god, this world is, building. This is going to be a whole arc of this show, probably the rest of this season, and it's all going to be about this white group fighting this black group. At some point, somebody, I think, just pulled the plug on it. And they're like, nope, she died. She died in the middle of the second episode that she was featured on. It's over now. All right, so there's levels here. Like, uh, we don't like when somebody when a show stretches a not great plot for an entire season. Like, you guys were not capable of that. Uh, I prefer to have, like, three plots per season. That's what they feel capable of. <laughs> we don't want them to end it all of a sudden. But I do appreciate when they were like, now. Nah, Let's move on. We have more shows to make. This is out of steam. Let's just let's just kill it. When the show was about that other thing, it was not about the family and their interpersonal drama. And that's what has always been the best part of this show. And so it's good. They've moved on. I'm just surprised because it felt like they were building up to something. But they didn't, and that's probably the right way to go with that. You don't expect that when the white supremacist leader dies, the other white supremacists are like, wait, let's go fight again. Yeah. No, they're all like, oh, wait, white supremacy is stupid. <laughs> they are the, forever. She controls them with like this liquid, and after she dies, the liquid pours out of them, and they look so confused. They're just like, wait, what? And they just very slowly walk out of anywhere where like Black Lightning is. Like, Ooh, we got to go. Ooh. That <laughs> is the best vampire rule of all the vampire rules, though, mm-hmm. is kill the head, and yeah. then just everybody's now. We're all good. We're all back to normal. Sorry I spent so much time on 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good for dramas like this, because then you don't have to do the whole thing where, like, then all of her forces, like, take themselves into the woods and hide mm. and then fight a guerrilla war. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the problem, though, is are you going to be less invested in the next thing? Because you know it might just be swept under the carpet. I don't know. This show is really stumbling around. And now, you know, the creator and executive producer, Samil Ak- Akil, just, like, is it might be in huge legal trouble. Like, is alleged to have done a lot of really, really creepy stuff. Uh, apparently he had a girlfriend who he was, like, abusive to. And he's also married and so i this show might be circling the drain at this point because i i don't know if they want to stay like associated with that brand and he was really like a big part of this show Ooh. and the accusations are gross and you know Not modern great. day it kind of seems like you kind of read accusations like this as more than just accusations mm-hmm. you know well, do you have a moment of the week? <laughs> oh, after that, yeah. No, you guys, we're having fun. <laughs> Welcome to Greg's very grim section of the show. Uh, Khalil has like, been told by Tobias, listen, you have to kill this preacher. And it's been like four episodes where Khalil's like, I don't want to kill this preacher. So finally he goes and he's like, I'm going to go tell this guy, you just got to get out of town. And he goes and he talks to the, the, this reverend, and the reverend just turns around and puts a gun in his face, and he's like 60 years old. And he's like a completely different person than like when he's giving like his homilies and stuff. And he's just like, listen, you won't kill me, but I will kill you. <laughs> and if one of us has to leave, it's going to be you, because I've been here for a long time, and I'm staying. And <laughs> Khalil's just like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I got to get out of here. And so he and Jen just run off, because he's like, I can't kill this preacher. Tobias is going to kill me. I'm out of here. Look, with that attitude, nine times out of ten, you're going to get shot in that face. Yeah. But one time out of ten, it's going to work. <laughs> He just ran him right off. Uh, Black Lightning is on Tuesday nights on The CW. Your next show is Riverdale. Is that still on? (laughs) This week on Riverdale, Betty tries to confront all the parents about their involvement with the Gargoyle King. Jughead continues his penchant for torture interrogations of Joaquin. (laughs) Veronica digs up incriminating evidence on Sheriff Mineta and exonerates Archie. And Archie is immediately the worst there has ever been at laying low and then (laughs) runs away from home. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Why did Archie run away from home when he was exonerated? 
Well, he doesn't know he was exonerated yet. He does. No, Veronica told Veronica him on the phone. Veronica straight up told oh, him, hey, but I took it to the judge. The judge said, you are free to he, go. He, he gave a whole soliloquy about it. He said it's because bad stuff follows him wherever he goes. He has gotten a lot of people killed. And that no matter how long he stayed, like, no matter what happens, as long as he's in Riverdale, something bad will happen. So he decides he has to take to the road. The thing I'm afraid of is the song they played when he walked down the railroad, because he's the Red Paladin, is the theme song to the show Paladin. And it made me think, wait, are they going to do like an episodic like Jughead and Archie roll into a town and then try to like solve the like whatever the big problem with the town is? Yeah, but do you know where that song came from? I mean, b- besides that show? No. That's what the kids from Stand By Me sang while they oh, were walking okay. down the rail. Oh, okay. And that was a whole Stand By Me shot yeah. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cause, I, yeah I mean, it. like the camera pans up and as does they the are. exact shot. Yeah. They're, do- they're doing a Stand By Me. Yeah. This, uh, this episode made me appreciate Daredevil more. Because Matt is going through all the shit. Like, I fuck up everything. I hurt everyone in my life. And he's right. And he does it because, uh, I don't know, karma or destiny. And sometimes because he's an idiot. Archie, like, it's not true, dude. You want to be important. You want yeah, to be that songwriter. But, like, just shut up and, like, go home and you're good. Yeah. All this shit is happening to everybody in this town. And it's <laughs> selfish fuck. Every, a every- whole group of kids who, like, live in a tent town got murdered yeah, yeah. Like, uh, i'm the i'm the worst off in yeah. this town. i'm i'm the worst it's, off. it really feels like at the end of the season there needs to be a reckoning where someone sits archie down and says every bad thing that happened to you happened because of you <laughs> he shoot like he chose to go to that baby jail and then he <laughs> chooses to run away after he is exonerated uh-huh. so now all of those people have died defending that secret for fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has still run away and no no one's going to give a shit. <laughs> like who cares? But that situation did give us I would say Emmy's greatest for your consideration moment of all time where he talked to Veronica, br- they broke up, he hung up the phone and then he said goodbye Veronica and then <laughs> went on his way. I am leaving now. <laughs> he's so good. He's so Uh-oh. good. He and he spent most of this episode like, he is on the run. There are radio ads out every five minutes that he is an armed and dangerous criminal. He is just out and about. He's no, hanging he out. To he has the Marvel disguise yeah. on. He went to the yeah. MCU school of hiding. Like, it's uh, it's hat and jacket. Low and then- hat, hat, kind of jacket that nobody wears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, and his parent, like, his dad just shows up. And he's like, hey, where's Archie? In a fucking pub. There are 20 <laughs> yeah. people in hearing distance. He's like, where's Archie at? My son, who I'm not supposed to know the location <laughs> of. And Kevin says, here's a note that he left. Yeah. You, this is physical evidence. But to be honest, sometimes Luke Perry will be at the top of like where the roller coaster starts and it's about to go downhill, and he'll be like, "Where's Archie?" Like that's his entire thing. He's like, every ten days, where's I will. Archie? Where's Archie? Where, where is Archie? There's a scene uh, with Kevin and Archie in it, and Kevin is kind of shown in profile. Have his arms always been massive? He got bigger Dude, in season two. He started to look like his daddy. Yeah. Like, those are some <laughs> big pipes that guy's wielding. Season two, when he started doing that, I've been running in the woods yeah. storyline. <laughs> Everybody knows running beefs up your arms. Yeah. But that's why him and RROTC makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, Kevin started piping up. But it seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere because I haven't seen his arms for a few episodes. And it's like, they're beefy. They you give them Kellerman arms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh boys, guys! Kevin is Kevin is piped up. How do we feel about uh, the Gargoyle King storyline? Where are we at with? Well, let's talk about the farm and Josie having a seizure in this episode because we've still got that Ethel Evernever. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, in the first episode, though, like it's probably Edgar Evernever, and people went, "Nope, 
it's still fucking obviously <laughs> Edgar Ever Never. Right. Like, who else would it be? And this, because, okay, this descendant of his, it's like his daughter. Yeah. Or, and she can give people seizures? I no, think so. No, she cannot. Because there's nothing supernatural going on. Fuck I, you. I know so that the camera people? does weird things at weird times. So it'll cut to her and her, like, super uh, stoic face every time something crazy is going on. She's not giving people seizures. She's, like, slipping them Mickeys? Yeah, like weird alka Is this whole no, town being no, slipped no, no, Mickeys no. constantly? No, no, Everyone no. on the show Constant gets poisoned or they're like, hallucinating. The Everything's fucking supernatural because how the fuck did Betty go to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy? And all of these children are drawing horrifying <laughs> images yeah. of well, the garbage. Anytime kids. the Sisters of Quiet Mercy gets a new guest, they tell everybody else who's already there, like, okay, what's the creepiest thing we can do to freak <laughs> them out? And then the next day is normal, but just some light hazing. It's all easily explainable. Like, what we don't know is that, like, Oslo, where some city just loves pictures of the <laughs> Gargoyle King, and, like, that this school was hired by them to just paint as many pictures as possible. That's, if it is supernatural, if Archie's leaving, that's where I think he's going, is right across the river to hang out in Greendale. Archie, I, will yeah. get, Archie and Jughead will get so far that they could still see their house and then be like, nah, let's go back. Oh, shit, that oh, will shit, be oh, shit. it. I think it is natural, but their world is so... Like it's it's insane. Riverdale natural. Yeah, because I mean they live in some obviously fictitious place, and the show more and more seems to be dealing with the fact that like this is not any sort of reality, and it never could be. Yeah, that's all I'm saying yeah. is that we're in the reality where this person, this kid, can go to jail and also be the single greatest songwriter of our uh-huh. generation. Yeah, you know, and like lawyers are called I mean, Attorney McCoy. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to be fair, Attorney McCoy. Yeah, Attorney at Law. <laughs> Well, to be fair, this is also a universe where season one was all about one kid died. Uh-huh. This episode, three kids got murdered in a mine. No one talks about it. And Joaquin's body got left in a, a lazy boy in front I of a like trailer. That and everyone's happened. Like, mm. And Jughead like walked away. And the other two like looked at each other like, ah, it smells. <laughs> like They just <laughs> sat there looking like, our leader did not tell us what to There's do There's a body right here. At a certain point, you see so much murder. Uh-huh. You're just like. My uh, uh, Mondays. You know? <laughs> yeah, when Jughead's the, the writer type, he had to start taking notes on his hand. Wouldn't he have a fucking moleskin everywhere he goes? Nah, uh, man. He's old school. Old, old school. Fuck Jughead. My flesh is the only canvas I need. <laughs> uh, do you guys have moments of the week, Ryan? Oh, man. Uh, so we are done with Riverdale. So I would guess that my moment of the week, and I think this is... This is some of the best Riverdale that I have ever seen. Really? Gargoyle Great. King is in the house. And it gets crazy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I mean, come on. I and mean, yeah. uh, camera's doing like an almost arrow prison episode level job, uh, uh, like showing everything. Gargoyle King's over there. The girls run upstairs. And they keep showing this Jiffy Pop. Why is it showing this Jiffy Pop, Taylor? And so the girls run upstairs. They lock the door. And... Who puts a ladder? There's, there's something at the window. There's somebody climbing. Oh, up. that's probably the it's killer. Dangerous. It's, it's probably, probably the, kill- the killer. It's probably the killer. But no, it's our hero, right? It's our show's hero. And who comes in the window while the murderer is downstairs? But one skeeted Ulrich. Yeah. Ulrich coming through, being like, "Oh, I heard a weird noise." Yeah. What does that remind me of? While the murderer is downstairs, Ski Ulrich is upstairs, hugging one girl. And then looking at the other girl. (laughs) You know what it is? I think he is the old Gargoyle King, and Jughead is the new Gargoyle King. Ski Oldridge? Yeah. Ski Oldridge, or FP, more accurately. I I thought that the Stand By Me thing was kind of forced and lame. This, I thought, was. 
spectacular. No, no, I feel like this. And they, say it. Oh, it, that wait, is, that's my moment of the week. Is that what you want me to no, say? No, no, no. It's Scream, baby. All right, yeah. You're a big Scream fan. I'm a big Scream 3 fan. This is where we argue. You, uh, yes. Uh, but um, they hang a lantern on all their references. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was so well done. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Alice Cooper just making the Jiffy Pop in the beginning. I did not. Scream is my literally fucking favorite uh-huh. movie. And I didn't go, that's from Scream. I was just like, okay. And then it was only when they started to run upstairs. I was like, <gasps> But did you guys? Maybe I'm crazy here. But did you did you feel like that was all baked into the reality of what's going on? That's supposed to allude to his involvement in something. Yeah, I think it's hard to. That's like one of the biggest like modern horror movie turns. Yeah, but it's hard not to say F. P. Jones is the goddamn killer. Yeah, it just seemed like it, or part of a team. Like I think there might be two people who mm-hmm. done it. You know, and I just wondered if Matthew it was Lillard. pure reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wondered if it was pure reference, divorced divorced from the meaning of that scene, or if they actually were like, no, we're doing this same thing. I think it I, was. I, I think it's a lot of work to make a reference, and I also think that we're in the midst. So like the next three episodes of making it seem like literally every single adult and mm-hmm. maybe even a couple of the kids. But we're gonna watch all of the Colonel Mustards and Professor Plums feel like they are the one. Yeah, oh, that'd be cool. I, I think that is where it's going. So was that your moment of the week as well? Yeah, Mike? it, it is. We also got movie. Penny Blossom seeming like she's the one. Yeah, yeah. But but, but the, the I think they all setup, did it. Yeah, they yeah they keep all. I think, the, hand. I think the old generation when the the whole like face off scene where uh, Betty is talking to all of them, it's done. Also, in, dumb move, Betty. It's done yeah. in the speakeasy, which has like a very Art Deco styling, and the room recalls like a train car. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like they're going for a, a murder on the Orient Express thing, where the whole previous generation all together has murdered somebody for some reason, supernatural or otherwise. They yeah. believe they have to murder this person. And this generation of Riverdale kids, who, again, all played their parents earlier, uh-huh. they're going to have to do the same thing. They right. may decide not to do it or something. So like that, I really think that's what's going on. They're like So every time somebody gets accused, they did do it because they all killed somebody. But I think, I think that's so much more thoughtful than... Uh, hey, did you guys have you guys seen Stand by Me? Right, here's yeah. Stand by Me, and then also uh, like, hey, did you guys know that we ran out of time to figure out the Black Hood thing? <laughs> like this, that thing. Even if you're I right, knew we I, forgot. I something. think you are. Like, I think that is actually super thoughtful yeah. and awesome. I I think the show is potentially going to a real Twin Peaks place, and that ultimately everything it's been building to is going to come to this like self awareness that they know they're in too amped up a universe. <laughs> And how miserable that's making them and how hot they're all burning all the time to keep doing all this stuff. And I think that when this show really like is an art statement piece about TV and about these types of shows, and it's exciting because it feels like it's building towards something like that, but also it gives, you have to give it a lot more leeway. My God. I mean, like now I'm excited for the uh, season finale, but I'm also excited for kids watching this because I had The Simpsons that would let me, and I don't know if this is too lofty for Riverdale, but then... And then later in my life, I would go back and get all the Citizen Kane and Casablanca references. Uh Like, this is such a good introduction into TV, Mm -hmm. how good it can be, how bad it can be. And then all of the references? (sighs) Riverdale's the best. Riverdale is the best. And it's also... um... Can I get my moment of the week? Oh, yes, you can. Sorry. Uh, Veronica is trying to download a file. And send it to herself in the email. <laughs> and she's obviously very committed to Monica Potts. Yeah, that's her email. So oh, she has, that's a, that is an email address. <laughs> and when she goes to send it to herself, she looks at the thing. And that scene we get so many times of just like a thing counting up for a file to be uploaded. And she just goes, come on, internet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was that Hiram's computer? Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, it was the mom, well, the mayor, the mayor yeah. mom's computer. But Hiram was like, she doesn't have a computer. So does he have a computer in the mayor's office? It was a weird line from Does Hiram. she not know what computers I, are? I, and what's up with that desktop? That desktop is. There was files all you up and down. You know how slowly you, your that computer runs when out. you have that much what's on up? your desktop? Come on. Organize your Hermione. shit, Hermione. Also, real quick, can we point out that he made a custom icon yeah. for that folder? Like, he had to go in and make, like, a PNG file. That's uh-huh. what I want to talk about next week is that uh, Hiram is a good bad guy only because he's fed information and looks all of the time. Like, when the camera cuts to Veronica or Hermione or whoever doing a look, Hiram sees all of that. Yeah, this he's is the only one who's like, people this. communicate yeah. non-verbally. This yeah. is weird, and I'm going to make plans based on how everybody's telling me right now. Because it's so obvious the way they react. Everything is so big. <laughs> he's going to betray me. Uh, Riverdale is on Wednesday nights on the CW. That is it for the shows this week. Uh, this show, as we mentioned earlier, was brought to you by YourPopFilter.com. If you want to help us out in ways that aren't Patreon, as we also discussed earlier, you can go to YourPopFilter.com slash Amazon. It's just like regular Amazon. You can get all those uh, fancy little deals that they have all the time, and it doesn't affect your experience at all, but it helps us out a little bit. So do that. If you like to watch videos, go to YouTube.com and search for Your Pop Filter. It's a good place. Greg works very hard on videos, and they're wonderful, and I love them, and they make me happy. I thought we all worked hard on videos. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no, Everybody yeah, works yeah, hard yeah, on videos. Yeah, we're going to start together. fucking talking who does what individually, because <laughs> you don't want to have that fight, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Mike makes all of our show pasta, so yeah. uh, shout do, that out. You know what, Mike? You make a wonderful show pasta. Thank you. Uh, your, if you like you uh, social media... <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's a good place and you can go and find at your pop filter on Twitter we tweet stuff all the time and it's good it at any nice. point you could be like Mike tell us about Twitter if you just don't feel up to it or no, look I'm at the th- script jackass I can do it I'm good I was looking at the script this is me <laughs> at my best uh, <laughs> I was looking right hey, at if it if you want to make a wish you can also host this show uh, if you want to contact us in other ways you can contact us by email at your contact at your pop god damn it <laughs> it's contact at your pop it's an email address that you can email us and give us your thoughts about the show, or you can call one five six two drdjpop. That's one five six two doctor dj pop. He's a little robot associate who takes our phone calls for us. One of his hands is a butt shit, and his other hand is a two bottles of sweet sweet Kentucky bourbon. His foot's a his foot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I have foot? <laughs> okay, so what we just developed there is that Dr. DJ Pop's mom was a robot and Mike was his dad. His foot? I'll tell you about his foot. Oh, Here boy. Comes. Oh, well, he's a his little His foot never kicked a football, I'll tell you that much. Oh, call 1562 Dr. DJ Pop to hear that creature give you, give some stuff. Oh, God. He's not going to give you anything. You tell him stuff. He will not yeah, tell you anything. You get stuff. nothing. You, you give him ass. the message. He gives us the message. You get zero in the deal. But if you call 1563 Dr. DJ Pop, you'll get a little message yeah. about how his life is terrible. <laughs> and how to do yours better. I am in so much robo pain. What am I? Oh. I am alone. We are all alone. What is love? Oh. No, seriously. Well, that's it for this show that I definitely finished strong on. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Black Lightning. From, oh, wait. Hold on. What? Before you go. Oh. Do you guys want to put an asterisk on this? What? Huh? what an asterisk on, on what? Ex- God, explain yourself. Black, Black Lightning, Lightning or a better show? Yeah, like uh, Greg is the Black Lightning expert. Yeah. yeah. And if okay. This is, if this is just like a, uh, is an okay I don't Black think- Lightning. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think... It doesn't feel like it is leaning... It's like leading up to something big that's going to happen. It's is not he going like, to escape from prison? No, it's not going to be the green arrow thing, for sure. Unless something really surprising happens, but it just doesn't feel like that kind of show anymore. <laughs> it's, been so, it's been so long since we covered Black Lightning, but can we just like leave it open? Like, yeah. Maybe we'll do something else? Yeah, yeah you TBD. Know TBD. Yeah. Tune in. You'll figure out what it is next week when you see the title. Yeah, because you'll download it, so you'll have read what it is. Yeah, you'll, you'll figure know. out. Yeah, you'll know what it is next week. But it might week. be Black Lightning. It might be Black Lightning. Who knows? Oh my God, what if it was like a empty or VH1 behind the music of God Holly doing <laughs> all the Black Lightning? There, there, then we're going to cover that episode. Oh, we'll there remains zero God Holly. I don't know what the and that's what they lost Fuck their way. The yeah, the soul is gone. Uh, well, for Greg and Ryan, for Ryan, I'm Mike, for Mike, I'm Taylor, for Taylor, I'm God Holly, R.I.P., we miss you. That's it, friend, we're the world, and we love you! Green light! <laughs>